people, we are back for another episode you of your favorite podcast, the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we are here to celebrate life and all the things that we do. You know, all the things that we talk about, and that is the perils, the praises, yep. the productivity, and the public circumstance of being black millennials trying to navigate this thing called life. We are your favorite, favorite. friendly neighborhood, Casa Negros. Brian, yes. how are you? Man, it's a, always a great day to be black. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, just glad to be in the land of the living yet another day. Another um, day, just another day. Yeah, that the Lord has kept, has kept me. me. Hallelujah! Um, I'm excited. I mean, everything's good. How about you? I'm good. I felt like putting on a little piece of nail you today. <laughs> I see. I was going to make mention of that. I said, "Pie Pie is the reason." Pie Pie is the reason why. I just, you know, I said, you know what? Let me just let me let me do something for DX today. <laughs> and I, and this is what it was. Okay. We had a couple of founders' birthdays recently, so you know. You know, happy birthday to them all. <laughs> <laughs> to them. But depending on depending on the um depending on the um the uh, the listener letter pronouns, maybe we'll do a name we'll do another do another founder roundup. <laughs> oh man, that's what's up. I'm about to say because you look like you in the cabins. I, I am. I'm I'm literally recording this on my back deck. So, um, for those that do or may not, may not know, uh, we had some issues in our kitchen, had some leaking. This is back in April, but went through insurance and now we had to do a whole renovation. Not only did we have to do, redo the kitchen, um, we had to redo all of our bottom level floors. Uh, so that has been a process. So, um, I was going to try to record in the house, but it's too, too few of me in there. So I'm outside on our deck, which is nice. It's nice out here. You know I mean? Mother Nature, you know, mm-hmm. God's land, God's land, feeling like Adam and Eve, but I'm just clothed. You know? I'm about to say, but, you, but you do got on a green t shirt, I got a green t shirt on. <laughs> it's all leafy. Listen, I'm, I'm close <laughs> to where God has me to be. My God. So, um, you sent the message in the group chat. We talked about TV last week. You said mm-hmm. you started uh, All American Homecoming. I but did. I'm on thought. episode either two or three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Early thoughts. Early thoughts. Uh, is it Keisha? Is that her name? The main star, the main character. What's her name? The one who, the one who left All American. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm so bad at even character names. I'm, I'm gonna say her name was Keisha. Okay, but she's definitely giving. Um, and I'm I don't, no disrespect to her, but she's definitely giving. Um, Spencer at the moment, like not knowing when to shut up, doing too much, trying to prove herself. She's very giving much Spencer. She's the um, Spencer of the show. Yes. I will say that, but she's not as Spencer as Spencer, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> because I just finished the most recent season of All American, and between Spencer and Coop, ugh, he got give me a show without them. He gave me an under so bad the last year, especially the little beef between him and the white friend when they were mm. opposite football teams. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're, we're enemies. We're enemies oh. until, until homecoming. Boy, like, sh- chill. Like, stop. Like, yeah, Spencer. It, I, I'm, I'm invested in All American. You know, so I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna stick beside the show. But it was like over. What do you say? Kind of like the shot, huh? Kind of like the shot. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> stick beside the shot until it ends. I until put too it, much time in the shot. And it needs to end. Five seasons. Five seasons is a solid run. Yeah. Five, what? What? Instagram gave us six. Yeah, six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, five seasons is a solid run. Now, Issa ended by choice. Yeah. Lena needs to make the decision to end this. If, yeah, pull, if, pull the plug. I feel like, is it on Showtime? Showtime might give her another go. Mm-hmm. But 
Pull oh, the plug. Something I saw on Showtime. Have you watched the Rick James documentary? I have. I oh, don't tell me. Because I, I I actually wrote an article about him last week and realized his daughter was the one to produce it. I said, I need to put this on my thing. And then when I was watching Catching Up on the Shadow last night, I saw it in my you should watch things. Mm-hmm. So was it good? Was it was it was it everything? Yeah, it, it was everything. It was it's Rick James. Like, you know, <laughs> it's Rick James. It, 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 and my my biggest critique usually with with um uh biopics and and documentaries depending on who makes them is that they don't give us all of the stuff the good bad and the ugly and they gave us even even though it was done by his daughter they gave us a good piece of stuff some information uh which which i really appreciated um they didn't hold it it, a lot of rick james life was the bad and the ugly yeah you kind of can't uh you kind of can't avoid it yeah you can't you can't paint a penny uh, pretty picture like you know like you can't just act like it was you know everything was great um because like you said to your point like it was in the news so mm-hmm. just just talk about it and and the thing is and i think with a lot of these things biopics and even documentaries rick james is great regardless, regardless. you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of his off the mic antics and the drug abuse and all the kind of things of that nature and whatever other things you're going to see in the documentary uh, you can't take away Super Freak and Mary Jane and the stuff he did with the Tempest. You can't take none of that stuff away. He, he's still mm-hmm. gonna be Rick James um, forever. So I think sometimes just uh, attacking the the life story, the narrative head on, and just been like, "This is who he was. He was flawed. He had issues. This and that." But this is what this is what created the music. Mm-hmm. This it's is the man like, behind uh, the music. It's kind of like how they do Whitney Houston. They always try to romanticize her life. Right. And it's like she she had a she struggled, and in the mm-hmm. end of her career, she was open to the interview. She was open about those struggles, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, and it was all over the news, like her weight yeah. loss, and you know how she. And then we saw all the like the uh, was it the BET Awards when they gave it an honor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like come on now, that one was over. That was right. not that one that one. Um, but to your point, it didn't take away from the voice. I mean, no. In the end, she yeah. Didn't. She she died yeah, a tragic death, but she's still Whitney freaking Houston. I mean, Rick James. When I when I do when I was writing an article on Rick James, they said the autopsies found nine different substances. I'm telling you, in that man's body. I'm telling you, like there, there's only so many things you can do. Like even there's only so many things you can do like that. We're gonna be like, ooh, like they died terribly, but you know, mm-hmm. it's not gonna like other than the man from Chicago, right? Yeah, think about our singers and our entertainers. Yes, like they can do almost anything. They could be women. They could freaking and it steal. doesn't excuse any of that behavior. Right, right, we don't excuse it, but you know, for the most part, we can be like, you know, we understand this path. We understand they are because we all have family members that do certain things, mm-hmm. right? But there's only one thing that I think that we're never going to excuse, and that's what what the man in in Chicago did. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like Rick James is always going to be Rick James. James Brown is always going to be James Brown. Like, I look good. I look good. <laughs> I smell good. I sing good. Make love good. <laughs> Only in America. What you gonna say? Ah, uh, Papa got a brand new bag. <laughs> it's a man's girl. world. It's a man's world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we, we all flaws and all. James Brown will always be the, uh, the king. Michael Jackson, flaws and all. Flaws king. and all. Like 
You know, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of goes into our, our probably our discussion will be later on. But, you know, it does. But it also gives me a good segue to a conversation that's been lingering around the interwebs and one that we have mm-hmm. R&B male groups. OK, real quick, without us going, having a complete okay. other episode, mm-hmm. your top five R&B male groups. Okay. This is going to lead me into the song of the week anyway. In no particular order. No in particular order. order. In order? In order. I, uh. I, I want the smoke. In particular order, okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a particular order, and this is. And I don't. I'm not. No explanations. I'm gonna give in particular order. New yep, edition. Oh, okay. New edition. Okay. Uh, it, I'm gonna explain because they're a super group. Like new edition. I'm not um, New. Uh, sorry, new edition. And this is all time. All time. Okay. New edition. Jodeci. Hmm. One twelve. Hmm. Jagged Edge. Mm. Ooh. I was already, it's already four, right? It's already four. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't think about the Temptations or the Tops or the Jackson Five. Let's, Drew let's, Hill. Let's, okay, let's, let's do, let's keep it away from all time. As you know, when we think about Mary Aubrey groups, we know we okay, can. Okay. If I'm not going back into Jackson Five and Temptations and stuff like that, I'm, I'll put Drew Hill there. And five. All right. So yeah. mine are Jodeci. Mm hmm. Drew Hill, mm-hmm. Jagged Edge, mm-hmm. New Edition. Okay, one twelve. Okay, we have the same list, but in different order. And then Boys to Men would be my like my honorable mention. And Boys to Men could possibly knock out one twelve, depending on how I feel. Yeah, and also Tony, 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 because I oh. really enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So okay, you know, we and just to let y'all know, um, we have our group chat. Me, Josh, Christopher B. Moore. Is it really D? Christopher D. Moore. Yes, uh, and then <laughs> Marcus, I don't know. But basically, we have we just have random conversations and we end up listening top fives, albums, R&B albums that changed our lives for the last 20 years, all that kind of stuff. But that was one of the ones was regarding And I was uh, the only one that didn't put confessions on my list at all. What is that? I was the only one that didn't put confessions on my list. Oh, your, your top five R&B albums within the last like 20 years? You didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And it's not that I don't consider it a great album. It's just not in my top five. Yeah. A, but to your point five, earlier. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make the five. But to your, to your point, I think even like, I think no, to Chris's point, he said, depending on how I feel that day, mm-hmm. like your top five can like literally change. It can change. Right. And usually most people's one or two is going to always be one or two. Yeah. But that three, four, five could fluctuate. Yeah. I think For I said sure. mine was I said five albums I could just press play the last oh, I 20 got, years. I got the evidence. Yeah. You see Fang, uh-huh. Confessions. I did. Loving Music, mm-hmm. Back to Black, and mm-hmm. Four. Yep, and four. And I could have thrown in there uh Brown Sugar to your uh, Brown Sugar. I could have thrown in Mama's Brown Gun. Sugar. I said Badu Live. Mm-hmm. I just want to sing that debut album debut. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, four. And then the show the after part of the hotel Jodeci. Now, mm-hmm. since we're talking about Jodeci. Let's mm-hmm. get into this song. Live, live, that one ain't live, 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 live. What do you say? Can't see a JoJo. But listen, I mean, um, before I go, there, people, <laughs> people play that clip like as if they was a mess. But they they were in, they had their part down. Like they were, not, they weren't out of key. Mm-mm. They were still executing the notes. Just, yeah. They weren't. They weren't polished, and they're not as polished. Right. Um. So if we go, if we go, if we gonna go there, let's just go there. 
That's why I don't feel like Drew Hill would wash Jodeci mm-hmm. in a versus. Even if you add the entertainment component, like ver- we gotta we gotta remember the fun to, the fundamentals, guys. Mm-hmm. Versus is about hits. Mm-hmm. This new performance piece is just kind of because versus evolved. Right. But I'm not even with the life life laughing. If that's a bop and Drew Hill plays some B side classic, I'm still going with life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to change what song I enjoy better because they performed it poorly in that moment. Considering what we know about Casey and JoJo today, yes, like, lifelong alcoholics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know they not they they not they're not even the Isley brothers. They're not, you know what I'm saying? Their voices aren't preserved in that way. Right. So I don't expect a solid performance. What I would be judging on as a fan would be hits. And when I look at them side by side, they both had three major albums. Mm-hmm. And their fourth album from both of them mm-hmm. was like past their prime. It was like, what? And then you had the breakout star in Cisco. Then you had right. the breakout duo mm-hmm. in Casey and JoJo. So right. I think it's pretty evenly matched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really is just going to depend on if it ever happens, which it might not, because we'll talk about that in the billboard why it might not. Uh, but if, if it ever happens, um, it's really going to depend on who plays what, who goes first, like it's it's going to be a timing thing more yeah. than songs. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, and in no shape or form where any any of them wash each other. Yeah, I think that's going to be a situation though where the fans are going to win. Like the fans gonna, win because Drew Hill is Drew freaking Hill. It's Cisco, Drew. I don't know what it is, but that nigga has it. Yes. Um, Casey and is is we keep it a book. Cisco was inspired by. Uh, yeah. You know what they, I'm saying? They would be, and he said that he when they brought them sleeping in my bed. He said he did not want to sing it because his whole, his whole, all they wanted to be was Jodeci. And when mm-hmm. they brought Sleeping in My Bed to them, it was like, Jodeci would never sing this. And then the, the producer where was like, just sing it, please just sing it. And then he, they were like, okay, we'll do it. But their whole, every song that they came out with, their whole intention, and, they, and they're opening honest with it, saying, we just want to be Jodeci. We wanted to sound like Jodeci, sing like Jodeci, whatever Jodeci did. And Cisco has whole, a similar voice. Yeah, like, and I think yeah, I watched the interview with Casey and JoJo, and Casey came up with JoJo's house one time and was playing Drew Hill, and Casey said, "When do we when do we make this song?" And he was he was like, "Nah, it's this new group called Drew Hill. They just sound like us. Like so, that would be that would be one for the fans. If you like Jodeci, you like Drew Hill. Like it's and, just and it, to me, it almost be like without the awkwardness of Brandy and Monica." It's mm-hmm. for the fans, yeah. Because we we enjoy them both. We're gonna yeah. mop to all the '90s classics. We gonna uh, who, what was another one that was really for the fans? Um, well, the culture just won. I feel like there uh, was a couple. I want to say a bunch. Like I, I enjoyed the I enjoy, I don't really enjoy the ones with the with the aggression. I enjoyed the one yeah. where they just playing me the Isley and the um, Earth Wind Fire. Yeah. It was old school, but it was it was for the culture. And them niggas, even the patty, even the patty, and what's call it? And yeah, it's for the culture. It was you know for the culture. Like I know I said, the Brandon Monica was awkward, but I feel like we still won in the end. Yeah, without a doubt, that was that was the moment for the culture. Yeah, we still won. That was that, and that was the true verses though. That was the true verses. I think it was plenty of songs. Cause they got them. And that's and that was the the beauty of verses when it was first starting out. Yep. Most of these artists not only had 20 songs, but 20 mm-hmm. hits. If, even if not Billboard hits, memorable cultural hits. Yeah. Right? Like B-side classics, at least. Yeah. That we could all... Then we just start getting like the Keisha Cole and the Shanti. It's like... 
Why, girl? 20, 20 together, maybe. Right. But not he, 20 apiece. Because <laughs> talk about Music Soul Child all y'all want. He he didn't play some songs that, like, any Music Soul Child fan be like, he ain't singing that song. Same with Anthony mm-hmm. Hamilton. Like, so there are there are certain verses where you're like, oh, this is the culture, and they they are real verses. Then you, like you said, to your point, we get the Ashantis uh, and the Keish Coles, and it's like, y'all playing new singles and stuff that we ain't ever heard. Okay. Like, that's not it. That's not what verses is for. Not at all. Not at all. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm gonna do this song. It's 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 it's, it's one of their favorites. And okay, you, you know this. <sighs> are you are you singing? Or are you playing? Oh, I'm singing. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were teaching the water. I'm just gonna make yeah, sure. Get a twist. <laughs> so you're having my baby. That's a good one. And it means so much to me. There's nothing more precious. Ah, than to raise a family. Yes. Boom, boom. If there's any doubt in your mind, you can count on me. I'll never let you down, lady. Believe in me. Uh, 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 you and I yeah. will never fall apart. Uh, 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 you and mm-hmm. I, we knew right from the start. Forever, <laughs> we fell so far in love. And now our baby is born healthy and strong. And now our dreams are reality. Yeah. Forever, Forever yeah. Oh, yeah. This is ecstasy forever, my lady. Oh, that is forever, a song. Yeah. They, yeah. they had the parts too. They had, like, they had the harmony, man. Shout out to Sean, who's a, a longtime listener, who probably stopped hit, listening to the episode to go listen to Joe to see. Shout out to you. So so good, thank God. So good. Caught up. Ooh, and then so he comes back in. Can you picture my lady? <laughs> it's empty scene. That's we want to know you. What right. do we do? An awful sight to see. Mm. He's a tell me where would I go? Life would have no meaning when lyrics was lyrics. Ooh, I pray that you would always stay with me. My God, he started off saying that you have my baby, but then he said, Let, "Just in case you're thinking about leaving, baby." This ain't this this one this 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 wouldn't even happen without us being together. Mm. Huh? Niggas uh-huh. love niggas love their women's back then. Listen, they, <laughs> they might they might have cheated on them, <laughs> but they love their women's back then. They did, and, and you know, and we're not saying that we condone any of that. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that. However, the facts were <laughs> the facts were the facts. So if you didn't know what that song was, it is "Forever My Lady" by Jodeci, my number one all time favorite R&B group. Rise number what two three uh, um, two. Two. I think I'm putting them in two. two. Uh, so. But with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, you ready to go talk about some black excellence and the blessed report? I, I do. I want to, before we go over there, uh, if y'all okay. loved that song, if you love Joe to see, if you love R&B, go back to listen to our episode, uh, Baby, I'm Begging. Go back and listen to Baby, I'm Begging. It is an episode. Great episode. And while you're there, listen to the Versus episode, Quiet Storm. Mm-hmm. You can also hear some of our favorite R&B choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are the two. Those yes. are the two we recommend. But okay. Baby, I'm Begging. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, black <laughs> excellence. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
All right, we're here at the Blessed Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things and we do support black business all the time. It's not something we just we just make up and say we talk about here. Mm-hmm. We support the brands we and love the movements nigga of black folks. Black business is always a thing. At least in this month, like Black Business Month or something like that. Or This is United Negro Business Month. It is. And we celebrate black businesses all the time. So we are going to shout out in the Blessed Report. If you know somebody who has a black business, if you have a black business that you want us to shout out, let us know. Tell and us. If your product is good, though, I'm going to go read the reviews. I'm going to see if the product yes. is good. If it's whack, we'll be, I'm, we not yeah. shout out. Um, okay. But one product we definitely can stand by because I have purchased things. Josh has purchased things. And it's oh, from yes. Reborn Kings. And Shut it's three up. brothers. Hey, three kings. Hey, I managed to behold. Hey, I. That taught me up, Brian. Listen. <laughs> reborn Kings. Yes. I've been born again. Reborn, reborn. I've been born again. <laughs> Life now is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved. <laughs> That's right. Saved. Saved. Right. I'm by saved. Power divine. power divine. I'm saved. The new life sublime. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm wait, saved. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You saved with new life what? <laughs> what? New life sublime? Is it sublime? We used to say I'm saved with new life supply. <laughs> I thought new life sublime. Hold on, go to the hymn. Let's go to the let's go to the hymn. Let's go to the hymn. Let's you know, go to Jesus the hymn. Blood gave us a new supply of life. That's what that's what they taught us. Child, let me go to the hymn. Hold on, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, I'm saved by his. I'm googling y'all. Power divine. <laughs> me too. It's called save, save, save. Save. You're right. Saved to new life supply. New life supply. <laughs> new life supply. I am saved by new life supply. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with. It. I've been saying it for 32 years. New life supply. <laughs> I ain't changing it. He gave us a new life though. But it's Blood, a, he's Blood a, gave me a new supply life. New supply life. He, he loaded us up with benefits daily. Hello. Read the word of God. I'm sticking with it. Go I'm ahead. With it. Uh, three born. Uh, reborn kings by three uh, brothers Sebastian, Stephen, and Stacy. Strong black names. Your mama said, "I'm all y'all hard." Ain't that ain't that a black mama thing? <laughs> yes. Everybody now ain't gonna start with the same. <laughs> and their daddy probably named Bernard. <laughs> they got it from their mama though. Their mama something like their mama Stephanie. Right. <laughs> Listen. Uh, but the three brothers launched Reborn Kings as a lifestyle clothing brand that represents a Christian worldview. Uh, to dwell on this earth as kings and queens through the reborn life. The designs and iconography uh, showcase biblical themes through a streetwear lens. Reborn Kings is a brand for those who are not ashamed of their beliefs or convictions. Ah. We're not, we are, we are not ashamed. I don't know. Of the, I don't have the voice for that. Of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we have, yeah, everlasting life. Woo! Yes, Lord. Yes. <laughs> we are not ashamed of the gospel. So ashamed of their beliefs and their convictions. When they started off, they walked around with a design on their phone trying to convince That's whoever what? will listen to buy a shirt. Going into the heads of the highways, what I heard. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Witnessing. Uh, they will get about two to three. They will get in two to three weeks. Uh, now they have a thirty-six hundred square Don't feet. Don't vision Terry. That's what I heard. <laughs> Wait for I just, it. I hear revelation all up and through this. Wait for it. Um, 
Uh, now they have a 3,600 square foot facility with employees. They got folks they're paying to do work for them. Currently, just to let y'all know, currently they have a 50% summer sale of merch mm-hmm. with stuff that says church like this. Say, the Lord protect me while I'm in these streets, too. <laughs> and that is something. Josh, don't you got one of those? Did you order one of those? Ordered them in both cups. Okay, go <laughs> because y'all know y'all's out in the streets. Y'all, y'all still like the street with the pandemic and monkeypox. Hello. Hello. And and raw dogging and dogging. Oosh, my name I tell the whole satire. He he protected you. He protected your man. From, from burning. <laughs> In this life and the afterlife. Hello. And the afterlife. And Hello, the afterlife. Son. My God. You was gonna be a burnt hot dog when God said no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, both of them dogs are gonna be burning. Um <laughs> Uh, so visit the website right now, RebornKings.com. Again, they have a 50% summer sale off of merch. Go out and get it right now and let them know, even though we don't have no no uh, sponsorship and all like that, let them know that, you, that we sent y'all, right? Uh, RebornKings.com. Get your merch 50% off right now. It's going to be a great deal. I'm going to go buy one of those shirts, too, because the Lord has been kind to me. Uh, if it had not been for the Lord who's on my side, where would I be? I feel mm. churchy. I do too. If it had not been for the what the hell in Baylor too on, yeah, on, on my, my side, tell me where would I be? Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. I want to know where would I be? He wrapped me in That's the cradle of his Uh huh. I I ain't been to a shut-in or a good revival in a while. I ain't got to go to a shut-in, though. No. <laughs> oh, you took shit. me right on now. You took me right on now. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to shut-in with the Lord? Mm-mm. I commute with them daily. I ain't got to sit in church for 12 hours. Nope. <laughs> Proceed, Brian. <laughs> if, you, if you ever want to quench the spirit, you just do that. <laughs> You don't want Terry. You don't want Terry. I'll Terry. But as long as we out of that two hours. <laughs> All right. So bless up to Reborn Kings. Go out and check them out right now. RebornKings.com. Rest up. Um, this week we had three people on the four people in the last rest up report. This week we have another person on there. So unfortunately, God did not do what this week, Josh? He did not stay the hand of death. He didn't. Uh he so this week we have Denise Dows. Born in Honolulu. She is most known for her Wait, role. A black woman born in Honolulu? She was. <laughs> My God. Are Honoluluans considered black? I guess. Like Samoans? Yeah. I guess. They're black Americans. Okay. Yeah. You sure? Does The Rock consider himself black? He does sometimes. His, his, <laughs> well, his daddy's black. His daddy's daddy black, black. black. His daddy's black. So he... He 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 does acknowledge that he's black, but he also acknowledges heavily that he is a Pacific Islander mm-hmm. uh, and Samoan and all that kind of stuff. But he does he does. I thought, I thought the, like the Pacific Islanders and Samoans lean more toward like the um, like Asian ethnicity. Oh yeah, I think so they lean toward like that, like Polynesian and stuff like yeah. that. Like you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, well, well, listen. Sweet. We all uh, over the place. Her name Sweet. was Denise, and she played roles like Yvonne Te- <laughs> Teasley. So Yvonne is, is definitely a strong black name. Uh, in television shows like Beverly Hills, 90210, uh, Judge Rebecca Damson in The Guardian, and Dr. Rhonda Pine in our one of our favorite shows. Now, now that's where I know her from. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite. She told uh, Ma to get her life together. She did. Um, and, she, and by season six, she had Molly together. Didn't she? 
<laughs> and Molly went she on to get married and lived a, a it was great a life. Listen. A better sibling and daughter. What, she was isn't that what therapy would do for you? I'm a witness. I'm a witness. Um, for so my yeah. Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I lost. Why, oh, so yes. Rest <laughs> up Denise. to Denise. Bless you. Uh, bless up to Reborn Kings. Rest up to Denise. And that's all I got for you. Uh, Josh is kissing two fingers to the sky for the blessed up and the rest up. Um, so I'm done here. Is there what do we have for the bit board, Josh? We got a few things, and I want to do this. We hadn't done it in a while. They okay. don't last long. Oh, okay. We get to the point. Uh-huh. We know you love him because it's everyone's favorite mm-hmm. joint. These are Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviations. This week in the long-awaited return of Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviation, we are announcing the retirement of what many consider the GOAT of sports. Not the just tennis, GOAT. but of sports. Serena Williams retired from tennis. She made the announcement in an essay that she wrote for Vogue, um, mm-hmm. saying that she was re- um, she was going to retire and spend the rest of her time with her growing family. She said, and I quote, "Believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and my family. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor and expanding our family." Uh, Williams is considered the best woman tennis player. Of all time she is a 23 time grand slam champion and now she is 40 and in great shape but typically most tennis players have would have been retired before this age mm-hmm. um and she announced that she would make her farewell match um at the u.s open which begins on um, august 29th in new york brian how do you feel about her retirement? Do you think this is going to be a hit to sports? Like, you know, uh, we already know her legacy is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, Naomi, is Naomi next in line to just take over the things? Yeah, perfectly. Our, our next black girl. We have other black girls. We have Coco out there. We got some people out there that can do some things to come up. I think uh, due to Naomi kind of beating she, Serena, she Serena on, on the main stage, then it's kind of like we yeah. feel like she's next. Um, mm-hmm. So I love uh, oh, Naomi. She definitely, you know, rides for us even though she is you know, Haitian and Japanese, but she definitely rides with black folks because uh, she is black, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish she would have had, I don't know if she had the most Grand Slams. Was it 24, the number that she needed to get or wanted to get to get the most? I think I think she was one short, yeah. Yeah, so even though she's one short of the Grand Slam um, record, she's still the mm-hmm. go. And it's not. I believe close. so. Yeah. I mean, and let's yeah. let's think about Michael Jordan. I feel like at some point somebody's going to get more than because a few people have more than six rings, right? Didn't yeah, we talk about I believe that? people have more than six rings. Yeah, um, but Jordan is still Jordan. considered the goat yeah. of basketball, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, so I, I like it. I love the fact that um, uh, she just has been great for so long. You're thirty something, not forty. Excuse me. And she started when she was like fifteen. Like she spent more time playing tennis and she's done anything else um that's all she knows within that she's brought you know attention to black causes she's brought attention to to where Mm -hmm. she's from um Mm -hmm. she's you know we had conversations offline about something else about utilizing your platform to leverage what you currently do to build other legacies and brands based off of that and she's definitely done that she hasn't just been a tennis player she's been a fashion icon Oh, yeah, she's, she's a, been a community candidate. activist, a, a kind of uh, women's rights activist, a black sure. rights activist. Um, she's going to be. She's not going to leave tennis. 
right? She's always gonna be Serena Williams. She gonna I'm pretty sure gonna do camps and be a mentor because she's been a mentor for other tennis players right now. So it's not like she's gonna stop that. I don't think. Um, but to say that she wants to focus on her family, which is absolutely amazing, um, you know, because she literally put one the girl won a grand slam. The woman, I don't want to say girl, but you know, we say girl as in it's fun. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. call her woman. Um, she was pregnant and won a grand slam. Like, let's just what manner of woman is this? Right. So she's sacrificed family for greatness. I think also she sacrificed it. Now I'm be selfish. She sacrificed for us, black folks mm-hmm. watching her succeed and do things for us and for the next generation so she sacrificed so much for us i think it's a great time that now she's saying i want to step away and really live my life solely for me and my family and i mm-hmm. definitely appreciate and i love that um I, and i'm always gonna you know cherish all the things she's given us to the culture so shout out to yeah. serena honorable bless up to serena williams out here doing the things. All right. So a lot of y'all Negroes and Negresses mm-hmm. love Chick-fil-A. Y'all Chris, talk about Chris how Moore loves Chick-fil-A. It's his favorite. It's God's chicken and mm-hmm. all the first of all, Chick-fil-A is overrated. It is. It's, it's crap. Like they got a pretty good cob salad, no egg, and an amazing lemonade. And their frosted lemonade is that might be heavenly. But the rest of it, <clears throat> y'all can miss me with it. Anyway. One of the Chick Fil A's, though, the one down in South Florida, mm. <laughs> that one is from Belzebub mm-hmm. because they, they scored a thirty on their health ratings for violations that they had roaches. Jesus, now, why don't they just say it was flies? You ain't got to <laughs> just, it was flies, Brian. You've been to the barbecue, you've been to the cookout. So you start cooking, what happened? Flies, flies come on, yeah. Right. If you even if you're cooking in your house, you open that door a little bit. What your mama gonna say? Close my door for you. Let them flies, the flies in the house. Yeah. Because flies somehow have the greatest sense of smell. They, I mean, it would literally be clear as day. Mm-hmm. As soon as you turn a pot on, mm-hmm. it flies. And because they nasty and probably mm-hmm. ain't closing their doors and stuff, yep. they have flies and roaches. So to all my Chick-fil-A lovers, I just want to make that announcement that it is some, it is some, it's some stuff going on in your camps mm-hmm. and you need to get to, because a 30, that means everything was nasty. Oh yeah, a thirty, bro. A thirty, <laughs> a thirty, a thirty, a thirty. That is, is a low bad. elf. That's like That's worse than like those elf. alley Chinese restaurants, yo. Bro, right. I've been in some restaurants where I've seen like an eighty-eight and been like, "What a mother twelve points." <laughs> thirty. Listen, ain't no way I'm eating up in there, man. I ain't. I ain't even seen a Waffle House with a thirty. And Waffle House, I've literally <laughs> seen a Waffle House cook, and we left Waffle House this day. You know, I don't go to the office. I get convinced to go. Mm-hmm. Literally digging his nose, mm-hmm. wipe it on his apron, pick up my plate, and proceed to walk to my table. I said, <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> and me and Ashley left. We was leaving. <laughs> I shut in. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> and we was like, get us something to eat. Full circle moment. Quick, before we got home. And even with that man wiping his boogers on his apron, they didn't have a 30. And <laughs> that Waffle House. Nah, so that y'all was in there doing nothing. <laughs> y'all in there just living and cooking. Y'all ain't cleaning a day in it. your life. That's it. That lemonade probably got all kind of, them ain't, them probably toenails. Ooh. That is not lemon pulp. <laughs> What's in that stuff? Yuck. Disgusting. My God. Anyway. That little racist white man, that little racist homophobic white man probably turned over in his grave um, <laughs> because of what's happening. 
All right. Quinta Brunson is in her bag. Yeah. Um, the Abbott Elementary creator has signed a major deal uh-huh. with Warner Brothers. The multi-year agreement um, makes the WB her studio home for any new shows that she creates. Um, this is more of just a shout out than it is anything else. Brian, let me ask you this, though. Yep. What, considering like what Abbott Elementary is, uh-huh. what would you like to see from like uh, Quinta next? Um, because I feel like she's gonna have a like the Issa Rae effect. Like she gave, she's given us a dope show. Mm-hmm. So what's next? I, I don't know. I feel like, not to discredit, I feel like, mm-hmm. like where do you go from here? Because there, there is no mainstream. There were other TV shows, similar like in terms of like at school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, where do you go? Do you give us another comedy? Do you give us? Something maybe mm. a little more serious, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. where, where do we go from here? Because Abbott was like one of those, like where did this come from? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It 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 came up out of nowhere. I think me as a black person, I gave it a shot because it's a black cast and first created by a black person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> it's you know what I'm saying? So good. And then the principal, she has her own. She's a host on a TV show, like a game show now. Like mm-hmm. so. Like and she's great, and you bring in when not Wendy, uh, you uh, Raquel. What is her name? Raquel. What's her name? Um, the mom off of, uh, what is her name? Off the Dream Girl. She's a Dream Girl. Uh, Brian, what's her you name? You getting your blacks mixed? No, no, she's the mom. That is Cheryl Lee Ralph. Cheryl Lee Ralph. I you knew said, Raquel, you was you was gonna say Wendy Raquel Robinson. <laughs> That's what you were Three names. You getting your blacks mixed? <laughs> Three names. Wendy Raquel Robinson. Yeah, Cheryl Lee Ralph. So Shirley that. Ralph, yes. So the cast is solid. You got everybody hates Chris. You know what I'm saying? The cast is mm-hmm. solid. So mm-hmm. my thing is like, what are you gonna create? Um, I feel like it's gonna be whatever it be. If it's comedy, it's gonna be quirky. But I was like, what uh, what other? Items can she give us? Or she gonna give us? I'm gonna support whatever she gives us, but yeah. I'm just wondering, like, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what are you gonna give us? Man, the reason why I said she had the Easter Rae effect is because I don't know that anybody, like, people are into like awkward black girl, uh-huh. but I don't know that anybody thought insecure would be insecure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I, I, and, and and I think it's the same thing, kind of like with Abbott Elementary. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Anybody would think Abbott Elementary because I feel like I've heard when they first when the trailers dropped, I heard people say, "Oh, this looks funny." Mm-hmm. People who are familiar with Quinta kind of were familiar with her coming. She was on a Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, she was popular on BuzzFeed and stuff like that. Right. But I just didn't think that this show would be like I didn't I didn't think it would hit like this. So it's kind of to your point, like whatever she does next, I have high hopes for. Yeah, I, I yeah. have. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I believe it's gonna be good. I'm I'm Ooh. convinced. I think she's put enough time in at other places and over time. Like she's not new. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, in terms yeah. of like she's put in work. She, you know what I'm saying? She's created things for countless years, right? So it's not like she don't have anything in her bag. It's just I think at this point it's gonna be like, I don't know what's gonna be next. Is it gonna be another workplace comedy or is it gonna be just something else? Um mm-hmm. but I think it's it's so good though. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. So we'll see, but shout out to Quinta doing the big things um over there in TV land. Um transitioning to another woman, but a totally different type of scenario. Okay. Um Carisha. Oh yeah. The city girl that we Oh my love, god, I love her. Also known as Young Miami. On the episode of her show, Carisha Please, um, she let the world know that the city girls are here to stay. So the man who is aging from the inside out, um, Trick Daddy. 
was previously Ugh. on the show and Yuck. said that nobody was checking for JT because of all the things that Young Miami has going on outside of the group. Um, so Carisha basically got on there and said that we better to. She said we better. Let me just. Cause can't nobody say it like Carisha, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. I I love the way she talks because the way she talks is also the way in which she raps. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, just go listen to um, "Good Love" future. Uh, she's a good love, which is a really good song. Really great song. It's it's but she, so when she good. Comes in, she just she's like she's just talking to your friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's saying about her coochie print and everything. Go ahead, let's listen. I'm JT. That's not my intentions. That's not what I'm on. I feel like people love us as a group and we stronger as a group. We stronger together. And now we always had a conversation like, which is just like, I think, I think that, I, and that's what I And that was Saucer Santana coming in. I love Saucer. Yeah. I love Santana. I love This wasn't about her. This is about <laughs> I like JT. I like, I like the yeah. ball. But she pretty much said like, we better together and like, forget what other people are saying. And that's the thing, like, in, in like especially in most groups, there's a breakout mm-hmm. star. Mm-hmm. Right? But it doesn't take away like if you think about Destiny's Child. First of all, Destiny's Child was was made to kind of groom Beyonce as a star. Yeah, but it didn't take away from Kelly. Mm-hmm. It didn't take away from even Latoya Luckett and mm-hmm. Michelle. Um, Michelle went on to do like some earned Tonys and stuff outside yeah. of Destiny's Child and all different kind of stuff. Um, Michael Jack. I mean, well, the Jacksons are an interesting case because none of them. <laughs> Jermaine, Jermaine but, had, had a career after, after. And even if you think about the family, Janet. Yep. Right. And Latoya, before she went real crazy, had a decent solo career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all groups and stuff. But I think I think sometimes it's a little bit harder in duos uh, because you may have one versus the other. And if we're, I think we're honest, um, lyrically. JT's the better rapper. JT's the better rapper. Yeah. Right. But I think Carisha has the personality, mm-hmm. and maybe not even the personality. I think they both got that personality. But Carisha's more outgoing. She's more upfront. Mm-hmm. She's willing to, you know, to do all these kind of things. Um. So you just, I, I just feel like that's just who she, who she is. But it doesn't yeah. take away from who JT is or she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the City Girls wouldn't be the City Girls without JT. Mm-mm. Like it's just what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate. I think we've talked about like the fact that. We've assumed, right, that they may not be like on the phone every day, but they are really good friends. Yes. And I appreciate that Carisha kind of doubled down on that, uh, especially in an age where women rappers can have the tendency to go at it and all that kind of stuff. Like they're remaining strong as a unit right. and knocking out all the narratives that, you know what I'm saying? Just because I'm doing my, you know, a few things on my own doesn't mean that I'm any less committed to what we bring together as a group. Right. I think, like, as a duo, I think as far as rappers, they're definitely stronger together. Cause, oh, for sure. but as personnel, so this is how I feel. I'm okay. I, that goes without saying. But <laughs> when JT went away, Carisha, Young Miami, had to do all the press and promo and go on interviews and stuff like that. So she had to kind of be like that front person while JT was away. Mm-hmm. Um, JT comes back, they get in their bag, they killing it, right? Still, Carisha is still on social media heavy her and uh santana always got they always got some type of meme or some type of conversation that went viral like mm-hmm. she, she with diddy um jt with uzi but they like real quiet you know what i'm saying you don't really see you don't really see them real weird relationship yeah, yeah you, you don't, don't really see jt doing stuff it, but once you get on the mic she's she's the, the best out of the group so i think if anything they're they're stronger as a duo even even Young Miami came by that one song by herself that wasn't even 
people was was more so laughing at it because it was just she said like witness no chase and something it wasn't strong you know what i mean mm-hmm. um Carisha is is really her personality. It ain't her bars. Really? And it's just a little, little bit of stuff she said. She was uh, like, even when Dita asked, we go together? She was like, real, real bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, just, and, and she, and, was, and the thing, she wasn't even, it's just her being herself. It's, who, yeah. it's almost like She's Cardi. Cr- like Cardi yeah. is just, Cardi just be being Cardi. Like when I think somebody said something, was it a royalties conversation? And mm-hmm. Cardi was like, I got $2 off that song. You want the other one? Right. Like, <laughs> and she just responded. Like it wasn't no clever clap back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of clever, but like it wasn't, I don't think it was intended to no. like, it's just Cardi. Yeah. And I think, I think Carisha just has a little personality. Um, has just man. like Cardi. Um, and, and, and this day and age, personality in a lot of cases oh, is more yes. important than talent. Yes. You know, like yes. It, it is what it is. If and you it can... doesn't take away from Carisha's talent because even when people talk about, even let's use the card example, how she don't write her music, it still takes a certain type of person to deliver. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even if you ain't writing, like, Whitney Houston wrote nearly none of her stuff, mm-hmm. but ain't nobody wants going to sing that stuff. No, like Whitney Houston saying that stuff, right. right? So, like, even with like Carisha, you may say, well, she don't have the most like all the double entendres and stuff like that, but ain't no like who can say none of my coochie print, like, and that be like it's, it, and, and I'm sure love it. she wrote, I'm sure she wrote that, but <laughs> but it's the way she delivered it and the way she said it in context of the entire song that made it special, that makes that verse work. I think I heard her in, I think I was listening to. Um, uh, said some the Yanni the uh, Money Bag Yo remix, mm-hmm. and she literally started. She literally said something. Period. I'm da 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 da. Period. And then she and she did she did period like in less than three in mm-hmm. less than fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. But again, it's her catchphrase, and it works because the yes. way she delivers, right? So it doesn't take away from her talent and who she is. And because I mean, I think in the beginning she didn't even like us calling her Carisha. Yeah, she, she didn't like it. Double down on being Young Miami, and now. She's embraced her government, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, and honestly, she can um, go. She can go from Young Miami and go from Carisha to JT. Like, and Carisha is works. Like, we don't know nobody out there named Carisha. Carisha, and I'm sure there's plenty of Carishas in the black community, <laughs> right? Ain't, ain't, you know what I'm saying? But ain't none out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like Young Miami. Yeah. And because uh, is JT like does JT stand for something or is it just oh, like they're her listen, her real initials? It might be like Juanita or something. Let's look it up. Let's, <laughs> if, let's just look this up. if this woman's name is Juanita, <laughs> I, I didn't know they made Juanita's past name. Juanita Trevantius. Let me see here. Uh JT. City Girls. JT. I have a feeling it's gonna Ooh, be. Oh, you was close. What is it? It's Jatavia. Jatavia. Jatavia Shakara Johnson. <laughs> What did the T come from? It's probably JT. JT Jatavia. Okay, mm. okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Jesus, Brian, strong. That's man. black. <laughs> Jatavia or Jatavia, depending on how their mama, you know, put that. It's, it's Jatavia. She ain't. They ain't bougie enough to be Jatavia. Shakara <laughs> Johnson. And she got a real color last name. <laughs> ain't nothing but two more black than Johnson <laughs> or Washington. <laughs> Jenkins. Jenkins. Them, them some top tier <laughs> Negro last name. Listen. Javier. Yes. I might. Oh, okay. Oh, I love that so much. I love mm-hmm. that so much. Lastly, on the billboard before we get stuck, we, bro, we got to do an episode on strong black names. We do. Uh, 
flashing the billboard. We talked, we alluded to it in the in the intro when we were talking that Versus may be over because Swiss Beast and Timberland is suing Triller for twenty eight million dollars for lack of payment. Um, they missed, they missed their first payment in January. Oh. They came to a settlement agreement in February, saying that um, they would have to pay nine million dollars to each of them. Um, mm. And then after that, they will pay, I think, $500 on the first of the month. Wake mm-hmm. up, wake up, wake up. For the next 10 months, mm-hmm. they ain't made a payment yet. <laughs> Jesus. And then I won't pay it yet. Thriller. So Swiss and did what they, you know, what was legally in their right to do and sued them. Now, they have been coming saying that if they ain't got the money to pay y'all, then how you think they're going to pay you in the lawsuit? Right. I think it's less about paying the lawsuit and now about owning versus again. Yeah, and, they, might, they yes. might as well get it back at this point because well Triller and, is fumbling the bag. Yes. Triller. That sale didn't make sense anyway. Right. Because it's alleged that Apple made an offer and it was a lot lower than what Triller made mm-hmm. on the offer. Um, but I probably would have went into some deeper negotiation with Apple because Apple ain't going no yeah, and, and Apple has way more cash. <laughs> Apple has like billions of dollars of liquid liquid assets, like just yeah. cash that they can give you. And think about the deal, and then when you think about the deal that's uh, Swiss and Timberland made, bro. Like they became, I think, shareholders or had some kind of equity yeah. stake in the company. Yeah, Imagine, I think the, like I think the equity alone in Apple. Yeah, and I think they gifted they gifted everyone that had done a versus prior to the sale received shares in Triller. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is that worth if Triller doesn't do anything? It's a it was a failing app, right? Now you have TikTok. What a Triller! What a Triller there for? Um, again, Triller they could have made their money off of just doing versus tours. That's your money. Yeah, you Triller wanted to get all fancy and all this other stuff that they was doing that we none of us wanted. Then they talked about charging us at one point to even watch it online. And yeah, it was like not a chance. Not for not for when I seen some of the best of the artists who gonna ever do verses for free. Yeah. Cause at this point, I think we talked this before. The only people you have left mm-hmm. are people who would not do a versus. Right. The only major stars that might ever happen is this Chris Brown Usher possibility. Yeah. That's the only possibility. Everybody else that we would want to see a Jay Z, a Beyonce, a Rihanna, mm-hmm. a Mariah Carey, like they're not touching a versus stage. No, they're not doing it. And some of our legends are dead, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? Because like, even if you could think about somebody, like who would they go against? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we talked there with Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, in my opinion, would have to be like D'Angelo, mm-hmm. almost. But the one person who was kind of like his contemporary was like a Luther Vandross. Different styles, but they kind of grew mm-hmm. up in the same era and kind of had that same impact. But Luther's gone. Mm-hmm. And you can't. You know and, what I'm saying? And Smokey, you can't do Smokey has Jackson a pen. Prince. Smokey has a pen, but he don't have the he don't have the artist bag. Even though he yeah. has, some he got some songs, miracle yeah, stuff, but, still, but yeah. it ain't that, no. That's, that's almost like Pat LaBelle coming doing her verses from the LaBelles. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just not happening. Mm-mm. Well, sure, the season come out. I want to do one from the caravan. Yeah, nah. it's not you. And I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> he brought up his tongue. I tell you, I'm lying. You probably know what I'm about to say. But I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I know what you gonna say. Certain groups are they were good, but certain solo like Destiny Child is an exception. Right? Mm-hmm. They got enough in their bag to where. They don't really need to touch Beyonce's bag. Mm-hmm. They can win it on their own. The Jackson Five, mm-hmm. same type of group back in the day. 
Yep. Uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, even though she had a really successful career, some of her major hits from the beginning was with the group. The mm-hmm. OJs. Well, the, nobody really went solo out of the OJs, but oh, well, who was uh, Lionel Richie with? The Commodores? Commodores, yeah. Commodores, yeah. A group, you know what I'm saying, who was the Gap Band. Without, you know, they ain't got to go into Charlie Solo bag. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, and then, like I said, some of the other people are dead. Michael Jackson. I would have loved the Michael Jackson Prince versus. Oh, Could you imagine that? That would have been so messy. Bro, like Prince, Messy, but epic. Yes. Prince would have been given the eye rolls. He would have been messy. Like It would have been so good. It and the thing so about it, I feel like Michael Jackson went over there performing his life away. Mm-hmm. And Prince was just probably, he would have rotated instruments. It was like, yeah. but you can't do this. <laughs> but you can't, you you can't, can't play these instruments, though. You can't do and this. I feel, I feel like theirs would have been like in the stadium mm-hmm. on opposite sides. So like mm-hmm. It would have yeah. been so huge, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one that I wish uh, those two gentlemen were still here. I feel like, even though they wouldn't have done it. Either. I would have paid for that. Though. I would have definitely paid for that. would have paid money. Yeah. To sit in an arena to see Michael Jackson Prince go head to head for twenty songs, bro. I, that was three hours that I would gladly sit sit through. Um, but anyway, verses might be end, and which it could end. But I hope that if Swiss and Timberland takes it back, gets it back through the suit, that to your to our point, you know, episodes and episodes and episodes ago, that it turns into this live concert series. Um, and it just travels. Almost like the Millennium Tour, all that kind of stuff. You can yeah. take some of the some, some of the people from all of the verses, mm-hmm. put them on a big tour, and then, you know, maybe convince the Usher and Chris Brown, you know what I'm saying, to do something like Drake just did in Canada with the OVO Fest. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that can happen. You see what I'm saying? You could actually do a Chris Brown versus Usher tour and the fans oh, could vote who the headliner is. Like, like whatever city or you they, go to. Or they just switch every every night. They, it's a different one. So Atlanta is Chris. Memphis is Usher. Dallas is Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... Nigga, you, I, you, you, money you I would pay, I would pay so much money night. for that. Like, take take my money. Like, legit. <laughs> like, you, uh, Usher and Chris Brown on the same ticket? As headliners. Like, are you thinking about that? Like, he's, he's low key doing it right now with Lil Baby. They're headlining together. Because they're, they're saying the Chris Brown and Lil Baby tour is not like featuring Lil Baby, it's like theirs. So imagine you replace Lil Baby with Chris Brown. And then for like some opening acts, you give us like, I don't even know right now. Like, honestly, like, you only need one. Yeah, just but one solid two. opening act just to kind of get us, open. just to get us to the show. But I'm at, like, you would be there like four hours off of just Chris Brown and Usher. And that would be the greatest concert. Oh, like, Chris Brown, because these last three albums had sixty songs apiece. Listen, <laughs> listen, like, and because to me, like, bro, like, I'm just thinking about the the magnitude of a Chris Brown and Usher being on the same ticket tour, and like, then them ending it with, with the songs they got together. And then possibly recording one or two more songs together so they can give us, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, all of my money. Like, yeah. get, like, name two artists up that, that can coexist that would go on tour together. And that's the thing. They don't got beef. They're already friends. They admire each other's work. Like, it could work. Yeah, they, come do a, work. they can do a dance off. Like, you know, they all, yes. kind, all kind of and, stuff. And Owens and Keys is kind of a generational battle, too. Like, while Usher ain't too much older than us, like, mm-hmm. he started. When we were like smaller children, yeah. So like you, so you will go from a range of like you will literally go through the whole millennial generation. Yeah. You go from literally nineteen eighty one to ninety six. You'll catch us all. Yeah, all <laughs> our money. Catch us all. And all some money. of them Gen Z years because you know 
well, Usher's doing some music, but Chris is actively putting out music today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'm, yeah, it, it would be a thing. Let's, let's, I, speak, let's speak that into existence. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you how much they are of an impact. When my parents were to Vegas for their Bow Renewal honeymoon thing, mm-hmm. they were considering going to the Usher residency. I don't blame them. And the only reason why I did because they were he was when they were leaving, he had just he was just not coming like the week the week after. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, Your dad bought tickets, I would have went. And I'm like, Really? Um, but I think she remembers like she remembers at least that debut. Well, talking about the council real debut album. But you know the debut album, My Way, is the mm-hmm. debut album in my head, right? Yeah, that's and, the real, they call me Mac was the debut, but we don't we don't count that one. We don't, don't count. count. You know, my, my mom like remembers my before she stopped heavily listening to R&B. And like mm-hmm. my dad, you know, listened to Usher up until the year. So like, I feel like outside of like good kisser and some stuff like that, they might have been a little lost. But like, I feel like, and then I feel like they just enjoyed the show. Because mm-hmm. Usher, I feel like, puts on, oh, I ain't sure. been to Usher concert before, but I feel but, like he puts on an amazing show. Yeah, Usher's from that old school where you had talent and they also did like uh they they polished you. Mm-hmm. Like they put you together. His voice is still solid. The voice man can still solid. dance. Um he looks relatively the same. Yeah. <laughs> he you can tell he drinks water. You can tell he drinks and water. And that's his business. That's mm-hmm. all he do. He stay um, out of trouble. Yeah, we're we're praying for that. We're praying for that. Um out of well, the mouth of the jigsaw to the, to the Lord's ears. Yes. And we've spoken a lot of things on this podcast that came true. So we're saying right now that Chris Brown and Usher, maybe by next year, next summer, are going on tour together. Mm-hmm. And give us a joint album while you're at it. Do a um a future Drake situation. Just oh do my, it. They, oh. Just do it. They should. And, and then they should be shady and call it the kings of R&B. <gasps> <clears throat> that would be so messy and shady, but it would be so true. And have a song featuring Jacquees on it, just for just for the hell <laughs> And Bobby and Bobby Brown could open for that. Bobby open for that. All four, it'll be like the best man I could be. Twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three verse. The, the four, the four kings. The four kings. The four kings. The kings. The kings. Are, the kings R and B tour. Oh, Ooh. side note. Speaking of, yeah. and I, we gonna end the Bill Boy after this because we got a great living. We get stuck on music all day. We can. But did you see that Monique is gonna get her Netflix? She get her Netflix special. I saw that. She's actually. I, I'm excited. Y'all talking about Monique? Monique is funny. Yeah. So I, I and I don't enjoy a lot of stand-up comedians of today, but I enjoy Monique, and um, I just hope she don't start going on these random tangents in her show and her set. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I am mad excited about it. But anyway, with that being said, understood and accepted. You made me think about you said the king's coming. Uh, Brian, are you ready to get to the living room conversation? We got one for the people. I am. I'm ready. All right, let's get into it. All right, what's going on, people? We are here in the living room. I forgot to tell y'all to grab y'all snacks, y'all drinks, all the things, but hopefully you've been listening to the podcast long enough. If you're new to the podcast, we encourage you. Our mamas didn't let us eat in the living room when we were children. But right. since we grown and part of the show is figuring out on our own, we yes. eat in the living room. We do. So, <laughs> so I hope that you, if you've not paused right now, I'm going to give you three seconds to grab your snacks and your drinks and all of your things and meet us in the living room because we're already here. Um, but today, me and Brian, we mentioned a show in the beginning called the shy by um creative and you know i, I would call her um you know a, a television um upcoming television great lena way now started off this show <clears throat> season one mm. i mean guns are blazing i mean i'm, I mean, I'm, so I'm good. like so it good. Was, to me it rivaled power 
So that's how yes. good, that's how good it was. It started off with a bang. I'm like, oh, because even Ashley don't like all the shoot 'em up stuff because she can't, you know, as a social worker, sometimes she can't take it. Which I really low key she thinks she loves it because every time we watch like a movie like that, she gets stuck. There. But it had her, even when she didn't watch, she'd be like, What happened to the little boy? <laughs> like, it was, it was one of them shows. And then season two came. Season two opened up with the parents getting married. What's oh, that season? Or that season three? I don't know. Season two or three. Okay. It's been a while because Brandon but, was still there. So I feel like maybe the first two seasons may have been solid, but season one being like, Oh my God, you got us. Yep. And as it kept going, it didn't get like, unbearable to watch but if you jumped in at season three mm. you missed something mm. and you will be because we've been watching since season one yeah and we lost mm-hmm. <laughs> so many things that we're so unsure about <laughs> there are so many different stories going on i feel like mm-hmm. there's some things that they're forcing to happen right just so they can tell certain stories and not to say that these stories aren't important right i just feel like certain things are are like forcefully happening Mm -hmm. so that they so the stories can be told right Uh, and then on top of that there's no continuity i know jason jason not jason weaver who was that i think uh jason uh uh easy jason Jason but the other guy who was mitchell was it jason Mitchell? mitchell something like that i know he went through his issues um, yeah. alleged sexual harassment and he's off the show but like how they wrote him out was weird yeah. the investigation that they had around, like it just randomly stopped and the mm-hmm. cop that was like a recurring like the cop that was uh, nowhere to be found yeah he just disappeared he just disappeared and then neck it was just it's just so many so many holes right but one consistent thing was has been in the show was Emmett and Tiffany. Um, since the beginning of season one, throughout Emmett's transgressions, Tiffany was the girl. She was the main girlfriend, um, the the last baby mama, eventual wife. And if you followed the show, if you ain't been watching, spoiler alerts. Uh, you, you know, eventually they they entered into an open marriage type of situation. Tiffany made a decision. I think the open marriage was really her being over the marriage in the, from the jump. It was her way, I think, to try to figure out if she still wanted it. And what she ultimately found after a while was that she didn't want it anymore. Uh, and that resulted in Evan and Evan <laughs> Emmett being devastated and messed up and all the things. And uh, ultimately, he started to focus on himself. You know, we see how the means focus on yourself, King. So he went celibate. You know, he did the whole semen retention thing. Ended up linking up with an old flame, Keisha, who was also a friend of both Tiffany and Emmett. And now they're, they've developed their inner relationship. Um, now, me and Brian have our thoughts that we've talked about offline. Maybe we need to start like a uh, behind the scenes GXL conversation to give to the people. We be having some good stuff we be developing these episodes. Um, but we have our thoughts about those things. But what stood out to us most <clears throat> was that Tiffany made a choice. She did. And in this most recent episode, um, she finally, she had to face what is now the negative consequences right. of her choice. Right. Now, we're not going to use this to talk about the ins and outs of relationship. Maybe we'll do another, um, love letters episode and really break down Tiffany. And we ain't done what else in a while either, Brian. Um, we haven't, but we, we, we started talking about the power of choices mm-hmm. and what they lead to. So now with that introduction and that's, and that context, Brian, the, t- talk about, for a minute, your perspective on how your decision-making method. Let's start there. 
Oh, uh, that's, that's that's actually a large question to ask. So that decision make it depends on what the situation is. Um, if it's based off of a long term, a short term, is it money? Is it um, my decision making process? Depending on, let's say, for instance, making doing a trip, right? Okay, it's going to be how much does it cost? You know, can we make this back? But then also mm-hmm. on the other side, it's going to be like, are we creating a memory, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a decision we made, let's say a biggest decision we made in our life regarding Brooklyn, that was a conscious decision. Like this, is what we want to do. What are the pros and cons? We understand what life would be, like, what our life was like without her. Mm-hmm. You know what is life going to be like with her? So that was a major long term decision we had to really sit down, pray, think about it, all that kind of stuff. Um, buying a house, same thing. Long term decision. More detailed thought process, how it's going to affect us, what our monthly bills are going to be, right? If it's um, yeah. about what to eat for dinner, that's one of the hardest decisions you ever make. Like, like Well, mostly on your wife, but go ahead. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to eat? You know, uh, it don't matter. Um, so my decision-making process, it really just depends on what it is, but it's always going to yeah. come down to me always having the, you know, and this is just hot, hot topic, you know, it's always going to come down to me making the decision. Mm. Not because I'm the man or macho stuff like that. Lauren always gonna be like, "This is my opinion," but I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let you. I'm I'm with that don't have that word. This is my my preference, but you made the you made the final decision, and I will have to just go with my gut, off of my emotions, but also some thought process and logic, and then make the decision for mm. everybody. That's pretty no. much it. I, I agree in a lot of ways. <clears throat> For me, it is typically most decisions, you know, how is this going to affect my coin? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I ain't, yeah. ain't going to even hope. Yep. Uh, and it's not that so much I love money, but I, I need to know because I live a certain type of life. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, you made about a trip. If we're taking a big trip, let's just say we had a group trip, all the couples. Mm-hmm. And Brian was like, we're going to Egypt. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to renew my passport. I need to get global entry as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm going through all, you know, not just TSA preach, I need global entry. Global entry you know is a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going through everything in my mind that I already don't have. All right, now, right. is it cheaper to fly to Atlanta or New York? And if you New York, how do I get to New York? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What is the hotel cost? What are we doing in Egypt? And yep. you know what I'm saying? So it's not that I don't want to go, but the ultimate decision for me would be, how is it affecting my money? Outside yep. of that, it is now looking at the sacrifices I have to make. Right. Um, do I have enough days? Because you know, I'm not a I'm not a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what am I doing in terms of work? Am I gonna yep. work two days on the plane because mm-hmm. I can get, you know, Wi-Fi? Or am I gonna take the whole time off? Yep. Um, what am I gonna do with my kids? Is somebody gonna be able to watch them for this elongated amount of time? Cause you can't go across the country, to in my opinion, across the waters for real like that and be mm-hmm. gone for three days. It take you a day to get over there. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yep. it, anyway, so it's like all those type of things matter. Um, we're making the decision. And then like you said, what what are some of the the benefits, the pros and cons of these decisions? Like right. you talk about building a home, you just was, you know, candid and sharing, you know, some of the things you had to redo and remodel. You said last week you, your home was built in the eighties. Yep. So it's about that now where things are needing to be replaced and mm-hmm fixed and all this other kind of stuff and actually our building a home <clears throat> so now we're in the phase of you know we want bro just to put blinds money throughout the house it yeah. was three thousand dollars 
Yeah, just to, just to tell the contract, I won't blind. Ad. They ad. And people and people was like, my mom was like, they don't put blinds in your house. I said, I said, mama, what Every I've time. learned when they build their house, they literally build your house. Yep. Like that's it. The only thing you get is, of course, your your stove, dishwasher, overhead microwave, mm-hmm. and of course your sinks and toilet. I said, but everything else is literally. That's it's just your house. Yep. Doors. They, they ain't painting the rooms those special colors we want. They ain't, you know, they, they got the three options. The real white, the agreeable gray. And then mm. even the agreeable gray, because it's so popular, is a considered an upgrade. And then if you <laughs> want fancy type of um tile and countertops and like we decided no heart no carpet on the bottom of our in, in the bottom of our home at all. Mm. That was an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Actually wanted the comfort ceilings, you know, like the little wood design at the top. Yeah, yeah that was a few thousand dollars for some wood panels yep. in the top of the, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks beautiful up there, but it costs, you know what I'm saying? So, Ooh, I, so but I we were going through the process of making those choices. Is it worth this? And one of the reasons we went with some of the upgrades we went to was because you know what? In five to six years, whenever we decide to sell, all of this is gonna pay us back. Because we're already in a in a positive equity situation now. Like the floor the floor plan that we bought and chose because we bought it so early in this community build out, people who are now getting this floor plan, bro, are paying fifty to sixty thousand dollars more base wow. price. Wow. They had no upgrades yet. So we mm. so by the time that community is finished, the way they do new builds, we'll be about a hundred some thousand dollars in mm-hmm. the in, in the green. I said yep. I let to say it was it was the choice. So we also made the choice to do a new build versus you know, taking a home and no yep. shade than they did it, taking an older home and fixing it up. Yep. Because I was I'm not handy. You know, because I'm like, I ain't I ain't fixing none of this stuff. I'm gonna have to pay something. Right. Yep. And then I'm like, but I also didn't want to move in a home where I had to do a bunch of projects. And I know mm-hmm. some people do. I just didn't want that for my first, like the first home that we own. I right. didn't want that. Um, so all of these were different types of choices. Um, to date, Brian, what would you say was the biggest decision? That you've made. That I made? Other than marriage, that's like a big decision. And other than Brooklyn, that's uh, another decision. I don't want, that's too easy. But yeah. marriage and then your child. That's too, that's too easy. Um, the biggest decision I made was to move to Atlanta. Okay. Like in terms of my future and the, how that decision or that choice I made to move here from my hometown, like what that has done for my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. um, Yes, that was the biggest choice. I literally moved from my hometown comfort. My mom was here, so that's that's that's. Not, I'm not making something like I just came here with nothing, right? My mom had a home here. She bought a home here, so she you know, allowed me to live with her and then build a life here. But that was a, a major decision. I went from one coast to the other, in essence. Yeah. Um. Went. I no friends. You know what I'm saying. Um. But probably the best decision I've ever made in my life, other than yeah. salvation and get the Holy Ghost, all that stuff. You know, I, I was waiting on it to come. <laughs> the Holy, you know, the salvation and the best to get the Holy Ghost. You know, those are all great things, but those are those are those go without saying. But yeah, mm-hmm. the move from from California to Georgia uh, probably was the biggest decision I've ever made in my life, and I think it might be the best decision I've ever made in my life. Mm. What about you? Biggest decision. Wow. I would want to say my biggest and my best was attending Morehouse mm. outside of the obvious ones that you mm. named. Because, of yeah. course, marriage is huge. Having children. And we could talk about how having my first child was um, a a result of a choice that I made. And also um, you had to make a, a current climate. You had to make a choice 
state of the current climate, you had to make a choice after the choice, the consequence of your choice. If that makes yes, any ab- sense. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. If we, if we can get into that. I'm not we afraid get to get into it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, even salvation, right? All of that. Yep. Biggest decision was more. And I say that because ch- choosing Morehouse uh-huh. led to wife, children. Yeah. Lifelong friendships, you know, yep. kind of similar to what you said. And it wasn't necessarily Atlanta. And, and let me take that back. I'm not going to say that I could have found Asha anywhere. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying that my choice to attend this specific school led mm-hmm. to me finding my wife and having the friends that I had. Yeah. Would I have lived a happy and successful life? Probably be married if I went somewhere else. Probably. Probably. Um, yeah. But I don't, but as as Keisha said in the shy, we ain't dealing with hypothetics right now. <laughs> We're dealing with reality. We are. Um, and because I didn't want to, I think, I don't know if I told this story or not on the show. We could talk about this one day too. I didn't want to go to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to HBCU. Because mm-hmm. I had a very tainted view of what diversity meant. Mm-hmm. And because I grew up in a very black city, which I love my black city, I went to a very black high school. Right. And I was like, I don't want to be around all them niggas again. I just, I didn't <laughs> want it. Um, and not understanding that Morehouse was what I needed. I thought I needed to be exposed to with some of my other peers in Memphis who, because I did so much crap in high school outside of my high school, I right. met other friends who went to like the, the mixed race schools and things like that and mm. was sometimes envious, uh, unnecessarily so, <laughs> of their exp- of their experience right. and thought that I could get that in college. And Lord, lo and behold, when I did my master's programs at PWIs, and while I was an untraditional student because I wasn't on campus, bro, the whole vibe was just different. Mm. And then more. And right. so, so glad I made the decision to be there. But since you brought it up, yeah, me and my wife, you know, before we was married, mm-hmm. we was we was smashing. Oh um, yeah, Bless we was smashing, uh, and we tried to hold out, you know, living saved, and but you it was that twenty first birthday. It was that twenty first birthday. Yeah, and um, we decided to you know break that vow, and <laughs> from from that moment, we was smashing like consistently <laughs> and, uh, like my birthday was in september of senior year right found out actually pregnant in december so like from no november no december mm-hmm. so but it was november when we found out it was around thanksgiving so from like september to like early november we was gave like, it right, to him was going at it right total price and birth control so you know you know every you know we, we was just at it when using protection, you know, we had both tested and all those kind of things that we was, you know, mm-hmm. doing our thing. So the one time when we, I was like, I don't know what happened to me. A conviction came over my heart. Mm-hmm. And I said, we got to stop. And Look at God. I'll never forget the night we decided to stop. I ha- I've had a conviction, but I also felt like, you know, I'm going to put it plainly. So mama, if you're listening, you might want to just cover your ears. <laughs> I, I felt like I nutted in her, but I knew that I didn't. Because mm-hmm. I saw where it landed. You, you feel me? You I, feel, I, feel, I, see where, I see where you're knocking. You see where I'm going? But I felt <laughs> like, I don't know though. Something felt weird. Mm-hmm. So um, we went to Minnesota for Thanksgiving and we ended mm-hmm. up, you know, going back on that to not smash again. Mm-hmm. And something felt different again, not emotionally, physically. That's how I knew, you know, that pregnant walk felt a little different. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so when we came back, you know, when you come back from Thanksgiving, typically you're going right into finals. Mm-hmm. So and I but I couldn't let go of this lingering feeling that something was off. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, Ashley texted me in class. It was listen, the Holy Ghost was telling me, listen, son. <laughs> um, 
So long story short, man, I um, got a text from Ashley in class, and she told me we need to talk. And I immediately just, I said, are you pregnant? And she's like, we need to talk in person. I said, so my heart is racing. So I'm like, Lord. So I didn't know. So Mm -hmm. me and Johnny used to ride to campus together. Uh I said, Johnny, I got to go. I left him right there on that campus because he had no call. I said, I don't care how you get home. I got to go figure this out. And she told me, I, you know, collapsed on the wall. And we went through... We went through the decision of, you know, asking ourselves, did we want to keep the baby? Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, we did just because of our own choices and convictions right, and ultimately right. actual choice. But um, we made because of the choice to have sex was then the consequence of a son. And yeah. people probably listen right now and say, our consequence. <laughs> but if we listen, this is one thing Brian and I have talked about in yep. detail before. The word consequence literally means the result of an action. Yep. That's literally what it means. Mm-hmm. I think in society, we've given it a negative connotation because we always associate it with a, something that happens after something bad. Right. But if you went to high, went to college and did an internship and then got a job, the consequence of you doing well in your internship was getting a job at the same company. Yep. It's still a consequence. Yeah. It's just, you don't think about it in that way. So all choices have consequences, they good, do. bad, or indifferent. Even mm-hmm. in science, we're taught Sir Isaac Newton's laws or every action yep. is an equal or opposite reaction. So we know that something is going to happen as a result of the things we choose. Yep. Um, good, bad, indifferent. And when I say indifferent, it's literally like the decision to eat lunch or not. Like nothing bad is going to happen to you per se, but you might just be hungry and a little irritable. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, it, but that's because of your choice. To work yeah. through your lunch, like you made that decision, and mm-hmm. now the consequence is you got an attitude. And if you take an attitude out on your spouse or your right. friend or whatever, and they snap back, that's the consequence of you not having an attitude, all because you made the choice not to eat lunch. Right. So I went through all of that to say, um, we have to be careful. And I think what I'm continuing to learn um, is that we have to be careful. And sometimes be really intentional on almost all the choices right. that we make. And I think because sometimes we look at choices as mundane or simple, but we're not always aware of the, the type of effect that some of those very seemingly simple choices can have. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think to that point, I think sometimes considering our choices and knowing that sometimes we're going to make the wrong choice. Um, yeah. But I think the heart of making the choice is it like, the like the motive behind making the choice, all that I think all that matters. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they going to make the wrong choices? Of course. Um, but I think in most of my life, I think I've said this recently because I'm the type of person is I'll make the choice and I'll lament over that choice. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or whatever. I'll make the choice yeah. and I'll be like, oh my gosh, did I make the right choice? The choice has already been made. Like, ain't no going back. I made the choice. I bought this car. I bought these shoes. I've spent yeah. this money. I've so I'm going to go to this place. I've committed my time. After I make the choice, I'm always going to lament over my choice. It's just the way I am. Right. Why did I do that? Right. Why did I do that? That was dumb. That was a, and, but I found out even through my life, right. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna give credit to the Lord, the Holy ghost, whatever it is. In most of my life, I've, I, I've had more wins than losses based off the choices that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, have I like made some dumb choices that were like, Oh, you know, may have been sin or, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. You know, even those turned out pretty great. You he know? took you out the Myra Clay. <laughs> what did he say? He took you out the Myra Clay. Took me out the Myra Clay. But I think <laughs> mo- in most cases. Sin um, is enjoyable. 
Yeah, can we just pause? The Bible says it. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season. Yes, sin it's pleasurable. is not. Unless you after, unless you just love criminal activity, right. most sin is enjoyable. Yeah. But what 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 we consider sin, right? But it is our the real quick pause. It is our own convictions and our faith beliefs, right, mm-hmm. that causes us not to engage. Because I because if you ask any saint, mm-hmm. saint when they was out there having sex, like they ain't gonna say it felt bad. They just no. it just wasn't what they was supposed to have been doing at the time. No, outside of the covenant of marriage is what we're taught, right? right. So. That's really it. But anyway, that's that's, that's a side. Yeah, busting like a nut is not, it, unless it's under terrible uh, situations, and we I, I don't want to say what situations are, but, but when is busting a nut feel bad? Sex. Yeah, we have a consensual sex. Like when is busting a nut like doesn't feel good? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And, and that bad feeling, emotionally conviction, don't set in until you're done. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, sh- oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but then like a week later you thinking about it like oh snap that was that was dope let me I hit just made the example. I made the, we made the choice to smash then yeah. to stop and then two weeks later we was back in that thing back so it let, me, like, let me show you up again because that moment <laughs> it leaves it leaves it leaves, it leaves. The, way it come, the conviction comes immediately once you nut but then like the next day you like oh that was it felt good though so let me call shorty back like it, exactly. it is what it is but but, uh, there, but then there's a the choice to decide to have discipline and to yeah. put boundaries in place and things so there's still all it all leads back to making certain choices yeah to either proceed the way you were going or proceed very differently yeah and i, and I think the the biggest thing regarding the shy was or the conversation regarding the shy was being one secure in the decision that you made and how the decision has been made, how do you move on once the choice has been made? Yep. Uh, and and that's the thing is like, again, I, I'm a I'm a serial. When I, once I made my choice, I'm I'm lamenting, but we got to understand and get to a place in our lives where we we make the choice. The choice has been made. Now, how can we go forward with the choice that we've made? Good choice, bad choice, whatever it is. Yeah. How do we live with that choice? What, what do you after you've made your choice? How do you go on with life, Josh? Well, if it's a if it's a what I consider a good choice, well, can we pause to also say that all good choices don't always result in good things? Oh happening? yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, that's um, that's and, great. I, and I think that goes back to the law. Like we understand the biblical principle that if you sow, you know, there, there are two biblical principles mm-hmm. that what you reap, you will sow. Yeah, but then there's another one that suggests right that when you sow in tears, you're going to reap in joy. So there's yes. an opposite effect. Yep. Right. So yep. we believe in that. We believe in those. We understand those two things as Christ, as faith, you Christian men, faith believers. Yep. But then there's the other thing of, oh, and then Paul even tells us all things work together for the good, right? Yeah. So even negative stuff can, can come out good. Mm-hmm. Everything supposed to end up working good, right? No yep. matter how it starts. But then there's the, there's the thing to where, um, and it's just, I, and I won't, I'm not saying going to blame this on God. I don't want to, and I'm trying to say this delicately. Mm-hmm. But like the let's let's just take for example a couple that experiences a miscarriage. Yeah. They get married, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 enjoy their newlywed stage for the first year or two or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. by the book, I mean, I'm using oh, air quotes. Right yeah, so nobody judges me. They done everything the right way. Yeah. Don't think I'm judging anybody. They done everything the right way. Because I didn't do it the quote unquote right way. Yeah. So they did everything the right way. Um, they decide it's time to bring a child into the world. They're financially mm-hmm. capable of doing so, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally intelligent, all the things, right, right, that we would, you know, suspect or want from decent parents. And they get pregnant, they conceive, mm-hmm. um, they're excited, 
and 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 the mom unfortunately miscarries. Mm-hmm. Great choice. Yeah. Negative consequence, and it right. could have been, and and it could have been nothing wrong that they did in terms of like health wise. It could have been a number of things, right? Right. But the result, the action of their choice to have a baby, the the the, the decision to have that child ended up in this really kind of terrible thing right. um, happening. And that's and that's not to say again it's their fault, but it is to say that there are times where we can make certain decisions yep. that do not end up playing out the way. And if, if we take it to an even a less traumatic scenario, right. think about the stocks. Mm-hmm. Your friends are talking about all these stocks and these companies, and they say, well, I invest in these things. You go in and be like, Bet, I'm going to invest $1,000. Mm-hmm. And literally, you don't know the game like they knew the game, and you mm-hmm. end up losing. Right. It's a choice. You yeah. made a good choice because it might have been up at the time, or because right. you didn't know all the things in it. You didn't talk to your friend about when to put in, when to pull out, mm-hmm. when all this other kind of stuff. You end up reaping a negative consequence to what was supposed to be a really good investment. Um, so that's a thing. That is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. And, and I, I can personally like yeah. choices. Right? We, we, we are the ones who quote unquote did it the right way, even though we was doing our thing before the thing, but. <laughs> in terms of like getting married and then then trying to decide to have a kid and all kind of stuff, and our choice was to do it the right way, quote air quotes, and we couldn't have kids. You know what I'm saying? So like you know, and this is getting transparent, but we made the choice that we made, and we thought the outcome would be we get married, have a kid in a couple of years, we're fine, right? Didn't work out that way. Had some surgeries, yeah. did some other things, still didn't work out the way we wanted to work out. But if we wouldn't have made the choice to to say, all right, we're gonna adopt. We never would have had Brooklyn, right? But imagine if we would have had kids naturally, we probably never would have had Brooklyn, which is probably the best decision I feel like I've ever made in, in my whole life, actually outside of the stuff I mentioned earlier. So I think sometimes understanding that, you know, and this is a faith show, and it's not a faith show, but it's also a faith show. We believe in, in God. Like, even making the choices, and if you make the choices with a right motive, right decision, right uh, attitude, like trusting that, the choice that you made that God is going to work together. Right. And I think that's, that's the way it is. Your perspective on the choice. And I grant, grant, I told you I worry about my choices all the time, but once I usually sit back and think about all the choices I've made through my life, right. The relationships I've built over my time on my life, the the places mm-hmm. I didn't go, where I probably wanted to go over or, or uh, things I complain about. I'm like, Oh, man, I wish I would have, would have, you know, didn't do the the, the, the non traditional college route. If I would have went to just Morehouse, where I wanted to go initially, you know what I'm saying? Like if I went to all the different things, like what would my life be, right? But when I think back mm-hmm. over my life, right, I feel like I made based off the choices I made by the leading of the Lord, prayerfully, right. I've had more wins than losses, mm-hmm. right. And I think sometimes we 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 make the choices, and we're like so scared and nervous and anxious and depressed based off the choices that we make but if you look back over your life if you made honest choices and you you made the decision to do certain things like how many times did you actually fail in those situations or the choices that you made how many times did they actually go completed to hell you know what i'm saying um and i don't know where i'm going with this but i think it's more or less just i kind of encourage the people like we don't always and this is the purpose of the jigsaw the purpose of the jigsaw is to figure out and navigate life right yeah um, 
And y'all didn't know that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and you know we, we had we had a conversation where we're going to do a podcast a long long time ago called "Accidentally Correct" or something like that, right? So we made choices through our lives, and not to say that we make great decisions all the time, but it seems like based off the choices that we made, right? I just had cho- an epiphany. Go ahead, we can talk about the choices that, that we made. It brought us to a certain end. I'm gonna be one yeah. scripture. I'm, I'm I'm not here to preach, but you know the scripture about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God knows the thoughts things toward us, saith the Lord of hosts, all that kind of, right? Yeah. To bring us to a certain end. Like, there's a certain place that God wants us to be, I, I believe in my opinion. Do we get there the way he wants us to get there? Most cases, no. Yeah. Our choices determine what our end is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we have to be confident in our choices, but also understand the choice that we made is the choice that we made. And the consequences, either be good or bad, is going to be based off of that decision. And we have to just have the perspective of knowing that and hopefully trusting that everything's going to work out on our on our behalf. Josh, what's your epiphany? I don't know that that is one I really can share offline because it's more for something for me you to discuss as as hosts. Okay, but um, I don't really have anything to add to that, bro. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I really. I mean, I agree with all of it. I'm just gonna say ditto. Yeah. Um, I mean, for real, for real. Like you, I don't. I don't really have any. I don't really have anything. <laughs> um, but I think it's so true. The only thing I will say is that choices are important. And as you say, as we navigate life, this podcast is about that navigating life and yeah. figuring it out. And a part of figuring it out is sometimes making and failing in yes. the choices that we make. Yes. Um, and, and, and not That's being afraid point. to sometimes just make the choice. Like Brian talked about, he laments. But sometimes you're going to make a choice that is risky. Yes. And But it has to be made because if it wasn't made, like, even this building, this pl- pl- Brian, we'll, and we can get into this next week because next week is our 100th episode. It is. And we'll get into this a little bit more next week. But in terms of starting this show, it would not have existed if what we decided as an original friend circle didn't come to pass. Right. We could have had the show we talked about accidentally correct with the, the original show. And it could have been successful and big and all these other types of things. But who knows what that would have been like. Right? Yeah. Would it work? And because of our busy schedules, would we have started it and stopped and mm-hmm. been bitter and angry and all these kind of things? And me and Brian's journey, have, well, it hasn't been perfect either. Right. But even in that, I was like, you know what? I'm doing this on my own. Because mm-hmm. I tried to do it with somebody else. Went all the way inside the group. That didn't yeah. work. I mean, that went terribly left. <laughs> and after we invested quite a bit of money, mm-hmm. terribly left. And then my I started God. on my own. Um, Brian came in, killed a couple episodes. I knew he still wanted to do it, and we'll, we'll go into more of that history later. But it was a choice, yeah. And without that choice, there would be no show. So, again, sometimes you have to step out and take that risk. Uh, one of the sermons that I've heard on the best sermon, one of the best sermons, it ain't maybe my top 10, not my top five, from a former pastor, uh, <laughs> was you know, um, doing it scared. And oh, yeah. sometimes we have to do that, we just have to make decisions. And his he referenced Peter walking on the water, and mm. it's like. Peter knew who G- he thought it was Jesus and tested him and was like, if I want to find out, I got to walk. Yeah. He got scared and almost fainted, but because it, because it was who it was, he was saved. Right. Yeah. And scripture alludes to, I've preached this before that he walked back. You did that preach that real good. Right. So the, what we're saying is that all choices have consequences, quote unquote actions mm-hmm. or results of said actions and that we have to live with them. And oftentimes all, everything we do in life is a choice. From waking yeah. up and brushing your teeth and making the decision to wash your butt in the morning yep. is a choice. It is. But the consequence of you not washing your butt around me is going to be telling you you stink. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> you know, if we can make it a little bit less serious here for a second, but right. everything is a choice. It um, is. So that's all, Brian. Anything you want to add before we wrap up this living room? This was a good nah, one. man. Just just trust yourself. Trust if you if you believe in the Lord. Trust, the Lord. trust in the Ooh. Lord with all our lean unto the own understanding and all that ways and all. Jimmy, he shall direct our path. Uh, we I ain't coming to preach today. But we we just stirred up this episode. Um, yeah. We can stir it up. So next week, we don't know what it's going to be like. We might be on Casa Amigos next week. We might. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of an old hymn. Can I what? sing a line? Let's go sing it. Sing I it. trust in God wherever I may be upon mm-hmm. the land or life's stormy sea. Let billows roll. God keep my little soul. Yes. My <laughs> heavenly father watches over me. I trust in God. Mm-hmm. I know he cares for me. That's so good. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, the founder of Brockabase used to bust out and sing that thing randomly. And Listen. Will bless my spirit. So my God. Um, but anyway, I think we can skip black man's self care. We can. Okay? I think we kind of went through therapy on this session. Here. We did. We did. And let's go straight into um, the the box. Yeah. All right, let's, let's do it. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait, hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. All right, your people. We are here at the PO box, and Ryan Jenkins does what he always. What he's always capable of doing, that is bringing us our listening letter on time. Um, so before we get into it, though, we want to let you know if you want to be featured on the Jigsaw podcast, you can write in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. And we will possibly read your letter aloud, give you a pronoun because we respect your... Um, we do. We'll give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy. And we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Sisley Tyson's internet. So, with that being said, I'm still an accepted. Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Yes. Uh, pronouns, do we respect pronouns? I am Brian. He, him, his. Is that what they say? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the pronouns uh, for this person is uh, he, him. Okay. Um. Ooh. Let's do... Oh, since we were talking about Jodeci. Uh, Devante. Devante. All right, Devontae. Devontae the Great. Devontae or Dalvin the Great. One of them niggas is is the Great. This is named him Devontae Dalvin. Devontae Dalvin. All right, Devontae Dalvin. (laughs) So Devontae Dalvin reads, I want to get to, I want to get straight to it. Okay. I listened in last week and Brian, you almost lost me. Okay. Let's let's go there. How are you going to say this is not, how are you going to say this album ain't Grammy worthy? I almost sent the hive on you, but I got love for the show. I love the show. Whatever. Real talk, one thing y'all did not discuss was the possible features that the next two acts could have. Outside of DC3 Reunion and some songs with Jay, who do you want Beyonce to collab with? Enjoy the show and always love your perspective. Uh, Doubt, Devontae Doubt. All right. And let me me clear this up first. (laughs) I'd said based off of my understanding. You be saying this stuff, Brian. Based off of what Grammys, the album of the year usually wins. Right, I don't feel like the Grammys, the the Academy, will listen to that and be like, "This is the album of the year." And not that it's not a great piece of work. I don't think it's great. I just feel like the Academy, they'd be giving it to like whack stuff. Like it, it's rare that you hear an album and be like, "Oh, I agree with that." Why that's a, the the album of the year? But that's just you know my perspective on that. Okay. But you um, want to go first? I yeah, I get my collabs. I want. I would love to see a Lizzo Beyonce collab. 
Mm. Um, I would love to see a Silk Sonic or just a Bruno Mars Beyonce collab. Yeah. Um, if it's Silk Sonic, I actually want to see Silk Sonic and DC Three. I think we said that before. Yeah. Um, I would love for her to do like a women's empowerment song with some of the like. Um, she shouted out some of the um singing legends and rap mm-hmm. legends on um one of the Renaissance remixes. So if she did like a Beyonce featuring. Mary J. Blige and Mariah. Yeah. Like, I think that would be a, a song. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. Of course, a number of the... You know, Beyonce's done it with Meg. She's done it with Nicki. I would love a City Girls and Beyonce Ooh. collab. Uh, mm-hmm. A Lotto and Beyonce collab. Um, um, I mean, there's... I mean, there's there are so many possible, but those are the ones that come top of my... But top of my for sure, for sure, is Bruno Mars slash Silk Sonic. Uh, some kind of Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, women empowerment thing, and then um, something with some of the women in rap. Oh, and Lizzo, Lizzo. Okay, Lizzo. here. Uh, I want her to go give us '90s. Go okay. back and pull Missy Elliott. Oh, I would love that. Um, I feel like Missy Elliott has still has so much in her tank, and I think her and Beyonce would do something like some great stuff. Even if it was uh, just produced, or like her actually on it. Um, it can't just be produced because I feel like Missy's gonna give Beyonce like if Missy if Missy was able to make Aaliyah and Sierra pop like <laughs> think about think about what she could do with Beyonce like, you know what I'm saying like Jasmine <laughs> Sullivan like to, Missy's pen and her production it, it goes it's top tier yeah it is so I would love to see uh, new Beyonce like I, I want to hear that um. Give me who's a, a male singer out there that's like just do we have a Chris Brown Beyonce song that exists? We don't. That let's put that on the list. Um, who else would I would love to see? Her. I like her. I, anything I think her her and Beyonce singing, just giving us good ballad, like nothing crazy, just vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, that would showcase Beyonce's vocal skill that she clearly has. She can use it in her concert at a moment where she's gonna be sitting on a little chair on a stool and mm-hmm. just singing to us. Mm-hmm. And I would just be in heaven. Um who else out there really who I really care about? Um it, it also depends because Beyonce has so many different ranges, man. Like she can, yeah, she, can she can give you out. like down south hip hop, she can give you ballads, she can give you dance. Um she's already had Frida. Well, technically she hasn't. Like not on like for like as far as Frida giving us a verse. Yeah, she has she sampled Frida twice. That's true, and Frida's giving us like uh, early stuff, like you yeah. know. Um, but I would like a Frida verse. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I've been I working really... all day. I've been working, working all night. Yeah, she... <laughs> who do I? Ooh, Beyonce on a bounce song, like a real bounce song. It, she can Beyonce can give us the ladies' night that we've been asking for. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like. Maybe with Mariah or somebody like maybe not Mariah, but definitely Mary, and then bring like a few women to rap on. Like, if Beyonce was like Nikki, Cardi, Meg, Lotto, other female rappers are probably forgetting, right? Those are like the they're they're yeah. they're not gonna be like no Beyonce. Yeah, even Nikki is not Nikki's Nikki, not gonna be like no Nikki Beyonce. Her part of the video separately. Yeah, they she'll be some mess like that. But give they us give it. us City Girls and and Nicki and all them on one song. They're not telling Beyonce no. Who's gonna tell Beyonce they're not, no? They're not telling her no. Not a soul to tell Beyonce the no. The person I thought about when you said I would actually and Brian, you might like this. I wouldn't mind a Beyonce Music Soul Child collab. 
like, you know, that was on my heart. Gives a, give us like a if you leave, like a good breakup, love like song, like one of them. Yes, I want Beyonce. Let me say that. I said I want Beyonce to give us. If she gonna give us some music, give us some old music. Give, give us nineties music. Gave us house. What if she tapped into her Bruno Mars band and gave us like a nineties R and B album, bro? Like that would dish. And you give us night, like give us a tag. And this is gonna sound crazy. Go back and throw, get the greats. Like get give us an SWV, maybe mm-hmm. give us Teddy Riley, give us a Tevin Campbell feature. Like bring back the folks who like are under. So she, she did for homecoming. She can redo like I can't we talk and bring that nigga out, bro. <laughs> Say go back and bring the greats. Like imagine what what that what that would do for those careers. Okay. I'm about, we're about to get stuck again, but thank you, um, Devontae Dow. <laughs> Bless you. But it's so now you, you have an extensive list I of do. who we want. Um, Brian, anything you want to get off your chest? I don't think so. I think I might want to choose. I'm we're making choices today. I'm choosing, I'm choosing joy. I'm gonna choose joy too. Let's go on over there anyway because we got to end okay. the show. Let's do it. Bruh, let me talk. Oh, let me talk. All right, we're here to greater conversations where we normally get things off of our chest, like I say, all the time. You know, tomorrow's not promised, cuss them out today. Um, this week, again, we said earlier, Josh, do you have something you want to get off your chest? Anything that's, you know, let's do something. Let's make a good choice. Something you want to say that's great to get off your chest. Um, I'm still here. By the grace, grace of God. God. Get time no, on. seriously, though. Like, I am, you know, I'm, I'm itching up on a birthday, itching up on a wedding anniversary. Uh, and where's the future? <laughs> Life is good. So hmm. that's what I want to get off my chest. Life is yes. good. Um, God is good. Uh, that's gonna be God my my thing. God is good. God that's is it. good. God is great. Let us thank you for this day. Greater conversation. <laughs> a greater conversation. So with that being said, I'm still accept this another episode of the Jigsaw yes. Podcast. We want to thank you all as always for supporting, coming on, and listening, and sharing, and all those different types of things. Next week, next week, next week is our 100th episode. So I'm going it to tell is. you. Now, pay attention to our IG starting from the day this drops all the way up until next Thursday. Uh, I can't guarantee you no prizes and packs, but I can guarantee you some prizes and a whole bunch of yep. engagement with me and Brian. We might go live and I'll tell you what we might do. Um, so just be on the lookout for us as we celebrate 100 episodes. Millions did not make it, but we're one of the ones who did. Because podcasts, you know, statistics technically show that after mm-hmm. seven episodes, yep. Niggas fall off the map. They so we still here. We are still on the map. We are not like some of the people who think the world is flat. We did not walk off. We are still walking around. And we, we haven't been canceled. We, we haven't been canceled. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Brian, anything you want to share to people before we leave? Man, as always, thank you all. We appreciate you. Thank you for making the great choice to be here with your brothers and supporting us for all these years. Continue to support us as you can by leaving uh, five stars and nothing at all. Leave some comments. Let us know how great we are. We will be great without you, but we're not the same without you so we do appreciate you for being here check us out on all the different places the website the social medias all the kind of great things um and we do appreciate you we love you uh follow josh at i am josh rogers follow me at i am brian hair and you know wash your butt summer is still here <laughs> and that's all in part of not letting your work get undone bye y'all <laughs>